0: Good morning, Dan and Amy. Our friend Michael Goodwin over at the New York Post, along with a couple of Post reporters, had the opportunity to uh, visit with President Trump last week, Uh, sat down for an extended interview, covered a lot of ground in particular uh, on the Mueller investigation as uh, things are ramping up, both in terms of rhetoric as well as, uh, well, according to Andy McCarthy's interpretation of what he sees happening. Mueller's effort to put together a report, not a prosecution.
1: Yeah, a sentencing memo for Flynn will be released today. The sentencing memo for Manafort will be released on Friday.
0: And all of the uh, sentencing recommendations relate to not participating in conspiracy, to lying to the FBI. Hmm. A report, uh, not a prosecution. That's what's forthcoming, according to uh, former Manhattan Assistant U.S. Attorney Andy McCarthy. Well, let's find out what the president thinks for what he had to say to Michael Goodwin. Michael Goodwin, New York Post columnist, Fox News contributor. Michael, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate
2: it. My pleasure, guys. Thank you.
0: So uh, your uh, impressions of what uh, President Trump had to say about Mueller during your time with him?
2: Well, um, you know, interestingly, to the point you were just making, uh, I was able to ask the president, uh, how does he see this ending? And his basic answer was, I don't know. And then he launched into the uh, ripping of Mueller, comparing it to McCarthyism, saying it is McCarthyism, um, and, and going after Democrats uh, at the same time, who are now taking over the House and, and planning to subpoena him, you know, to bury him and the administration in subpoenas and investigations. I think the combination of these two things, of Mueller clearly moving towards some kind of conclusion, probably a report, uh, because of this Justice Department issue uh, prohibition on indicting a sitting president. Um, so it looks to be like it will be a report to the Attorney General and then end up in, in Congress uh, for any hearings or impeachment articles that they want to draw them up. I think we can assume the Democrats will. Um, but I think the president's frame of mind, and this is what struck me the most, is that he is prepared for this war. This is, this is clearly, uh, he's, he was in a sunny disposition by and large, genial, uh, very friendly, and answered every question we had. No, nothing was uh, out of bounds. Um, and yet I think in his heart, there is this fury over uh, Mueller, over the Democrats, over the the media, and this, this sense that the good things of his administration, the accomplishments, are buried by all of this, what he regards as just an illegitimate attack on his presidency, and that it not only shows no signs of ending, it is clearly now going to ramp up because the Democrats were rewarded for their behavior by by taking over the house. So I think the president I wouldn't say he's alarmed but I think he is uh certainly on guard now and as we know he is a counterpuncher he will not he will not take these punches without hitting back.
1: Yeah, and yesterday he lashed out at his former lawyer Michael Cohen on Twitter saying that Cohen makes up stories and should serve a full and complete sentence for fraud. Some are saying that that's witness tampering, and uh, I just oh. wanted... Oh, yeah, the saying that he's intimidating the witness. So what what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, look, I I, I think the, the Cohen situation is, by and large, finished. I mean, he has pled to the various charges. Um, I don't think there's anything that Trump can do to intimidate anybody who is basically now at the at the compassion of the prosecutor i mean muller has controlled uh he has dictated these statements that uh Cohen has made in his pleas so i i don't think there's an attempt to intimidate uh Cohen. it may be that uh others will look at that and say wow i don't want to incur the president's wrath but i think that uh, that's a hypothetical and i i don't it seems to me you would need more than a statement, a tweet from the President to say he's guilty of intimidating a witness.
0: It seems to me also, you have this inverse relationship between the quality of evidence and the uh, hyperbolic statements from Democrats. Uh, in other words, as the, the the evidence declines, the hyperbole increases. And we saw that this weekend with Nadler, with Schiff, you know, based on this Cohen plea agreement suggesting, well, you know, now we finally have the dots connecting of this uh, Russian collusion conspiracy, when in point of fact, if you read, as Catherine Harris did at Fox and others, if you actually read what was in those documents, it's almost exculpatory with respect to Trump and any business dealings with the Russians, or much less any political collusion on a uh, go-forward basis in the 2016 election cycle. So do, do you agree with Andy McCarthy's assessment that what you really have Is Mueller uh, being front run by Democrats to come out with a damning report that is without evidence, at least in terms of collusion?
2: Well, I look, I I think this has always been an issue that uh, even even go back and let's say that uh, let's stipulate that uh, that there was some reason for an investigation, uh, which the FBI began in the summer of 16. Here we are in December of 18, and Mueller inherited that original investigation in May of 17 and has continued it. So you basically have an investigation for two and a half years, and you have no evidence that we are aware of that shows the president committing any crimes, having any underhanded dealings directly or indirectly uh, that his campaign would benefit with from with russia i mean the whole collusion issue collusion is not a crime it's not even defined in any way but let's just take it at its broadest sense what have we learned in two and a half years that would cast doubt on donald trump's legitimacy as president i would submit nothing we have seen lots of smoke And and people have seized on every jot and tittle to declare the election invalid. But that's the Democrats. And the problem is the melding, the exploitation of Mueller for partisan purposes. And I think that is the great harm that has been done to this country and to this presidency. If you have the goods Let's see them. If you don't have the goods after two and a half years, it seems a reasonable time to admit that. I mean, this is this is not to be an eternal investigation. And the president, uh, in our interview, said that he thinks Mueller wanted to go on until the end of his life, not Trump's life, Mueller's <laughs> life you know, a lifetime employment.
1: CNN described the interview that you had with him as that he was out of his mind that he's unhinged. And, again, you said his demeanor, he was very friendly and cordial. and
2: Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I didn't realize they had said that. I mean, oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's so far from the Donald Trump, that, that, the A, that we saw, and B, that we described. Yeah. I mean, I, I have interviewed him a few times, uh, in person and over the phone. He is, to me, always focused. He's got, he's got a lot of things on his mind, as every president does, And he's he's a fast talker. He's he's from New York. Uh, He doesn't uh, dwell and sort of gaze at his navel. He says what's on his (laughs) mind and moves to the next subject out of his mind. That's insane. I mean, that's that is classic CNN wanting that to be true. Uh, regardless of the facts, it, you know, the, the facts be damned. This is what we want. I mean, that's the media environment that the president is operating in. And I, you know, sometimes, guys, I step back and you look at what the president has accomplished despite that media, despite the New York Times. I mean, every story in the New York Times on the front page today is an anti-Trump tone whether it's about pitying the migrants, it's a hard line on China. What, we should take a soft line on China? I mean, all of these things are all coming from the same root. We hate Donald Trump. We will destroy Donald Trump. And so everything is seen through that lens. Uh,
0: I wanted to see if uh, in your conversation, Jim Comey's name came up at all. He uh... Announced this week he was dropping his challenge to the subpoena from the House Judiciary Committee. He will testify before House Jude in private, you know, at this late date uh, with the power about to change hands next month. I don't know what uh, will be accomplished with further testimony from Comey, but whether or not the president found that to be important.
2: Yes. uh, I mean, the the, the Comey, um, the the firing of Comey um, came up. I mean, he raised it. as I recall that he raised it uh, uh, and again, it's just you know, thank God I fired Comey because look what was uncovered, and again, I think mean, this goes to the to his anger at you have the Mueller thing going on for two and a half years, but nothing that that he 's aware of. Mueller Mueller has no interest. where is the Clinton server what why was it never examined? I mean, all of those things that have been mentioned in passing, but it's over, right? The whole Clinton thing is over. Comey seems to have escaped any prosecution. McCabe, remember that referral on McCabe to the, uh, right. I think, the Eastern? Whatever happened to that? How long does it take? Um, so, But this sense of Mueller every day in the headlines. So I think the president has a great sense of resentment that he has been treated unfairly by a double standard within the justice department. And I I can't disagree.
0: One of the things that came out from your interview as well is the idea that he would not take using his pardon power off the table for Paul Manafort or anybody else at this juncture. And uh, I, I wonder if you could provide any more context to that in terms of how uh, was it sort of even keel that he said that? Or like, this is just at my disposal. I'm not going to telegraph what I'm going to do. Or was it sort of wink and a nod? Or what was his uh, manner around that statement?
2: Yeah, the, the, there, there was no wink and nod. This was uh, this was an immediate reaction. Uh, my sense that uh, he said it had not been discussed. I, I think he probably meant, you know, with, with uh, Manafort's uh, lawyers or Manafort himself. But I got the impression that... This was, this was a decision that had been made. Uh, he, was not, he was not making a decision on the spot. Uh, I think that decision had been, that he had made that decision earlier, um, and I, I, I don't know, um, you know, why he put it that, exactly that way, that I wouldn't take it off the table. Why, why would I take it off the table? I think it's simply a, a statement of fact that I would be crazy not to at least consider this and i think again it's important to view it from his perspective just to, to understand that that is he and his people have been treated unfairly and the other side has been given a free pass to break the law that you know he, that is his view of what is going on what has been going on and what continues to go on and i think he senses It's not going to go away that now that the Democrats have the House and that Mueller is clearly coming to some conclusion, it looks like, uh, it's only going to get worse in the immediate future. Did he
0: express any concern about uh, his son, Donald Trump Jr., as it seems clearer and clearer that Mueller is looking at the WikiLeaks, you know, leaking of emails, the the Trump Tower meeting involving uh, Trump Jr., and then this whole, you know, Russian business deal? uh, the, yeah, the, the, tower that wasn't built in Russia. But, uh, with respect to Trump jr. Is he worried at all about, uh, uh, exposure for his son?
2: Yeah, that did not come up. And I have to say, we did not ask specifically about that. The, the people he did mention, um, were Jerome Corsi, Papadopoulos, Roger Stone, um, that, um, and, and Manafort, of course. Uh, that, that all of them, uh, and Michael Cullen, the, the pressure that both Stone and Corsi and Papadopoulos have talked about, that the pressure, as they put it themselves, to lie, that, that Mueller is trying to induce them to lie in order for, to get leniency. The president strongly believes that that is true. He believes that, you know, he says, I've never met Corsi. Um, but that uh, the, he mentioned Papadopoulos. He said, look, he might have been foolish, Papadopoulos, but he, you, look at, you look at what Papadopoulos is saying these days uh, about Mifsud. Uh, Trump, uh, I believe he was referring to Mifsud, said uh, this, this so-called professor who was being paid by the United States government, it looks like, to infiltrate the Trump campaign and to entice them into committing crimes by acknowledging or or showing that they had some relationship with uh, the Russians. Massoud was paid, Trump has been told, apparently, up to $2 million for this contract. Uh, we know Christopher Steele was paid. Uh, so he wants to know, why is all that okay? Why is no one investigating that? Uh, And now, I mean, the House Republicans, some of them were to some point. They didn't get very far. Uh, But now that's gone because the Democrats taking the House will have no interest in any of that.
0: He is Michael Goodwin, New York Post columnist and Fox News contributor. You can find uh, a recounting of his interview uh, with President Trump at uh, NewYorkPost.com, NYPost.com. Michael, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it.
2: My pleasure. Thank you both. And
1: he joined us on our Turnkey.pro.